Hi, everybody. Welcome again to Big Idea, Big Moves. I'm Jamie Allison, and this is the Destination Podcast for High Performers. We talk to people from um, multiple fields and multiple expertises, and uh, we do that to make sure that we can get um, tidbits of information that you can use either in your business, in your personal lives, that help you be able to move forward in, in high performance and success in your lives. So we've had some really great guests on. We, we do pride ourselves in making sure we have those really high-profile, great guests, and, and today Today's guest is going to be like that as well. Um, I know you're going to be really happy to take away um, some uh, some big items from the, this podcast as well. Um, before we head into it, well, I know that uh, this per, uh, this is a different time from ever, for everybody. We've kind of talked about that the last couple of podcasts, um, and there are a lot of people who are either out of a role right now, out of jobs, or are trying to figure out maybe things will look different for them when they go back into a regular role. So um, wanted to, uh, first of all, just call attention to um, one thing that we have on our website to help people as well. Um, it's called the Big Move Plan. It just, uh, it's one thing that we did at the start of the year that was more about annual planning. Things have changed a lot for people. Go on there, take a look. It's just, it's free. Just jump on. There's a nice tool that kind of help you work through maybe doing some new goals for um, your personal and professional lives. So you can use that uh, template whenever you want. It's on www.bigideabigmoves.com. Um, and then the other side is one of our supporters, Epitome HR. Um, they uh, are actually um, helping with um, being able to try to get people back to work as we move forward. So they have opened up a portal that we're also going to post on the website there as well. Um, and uh, people can put their information on there. Um, and as things start coming, uh, coming available and coming up, you'll hear about it there, but they also will be able to help get you in front of hiring managers at the right time when those roles come up. So, so take advantage of that as well. So that's on the website as well. Again, www.bigideabigmoves.com. Um, and so today, again, really um, excited to have uh, Danielle Sabrina with us today. Um, she's the CEO of Tribe Builder Media. Um, that was ranked number five best entrepreneurial company by Entrepreneur Magazine. So very cool for those entrepreneurs out there. Um, she was also named CIO's female entrepreneur to follow. Um, her company's client list includes high-profile CEOs, professional athletes, influencers, celebrities, so lots of people that, um, that you would be uh, um, well aware of but not necessarily know that she does a lot of the workings in the background to get them there. She's a member of the Forbes Agency Council um, and uh, is also an expert PR contributor to Entrepreneur Magazine, so you'll see lots of work for her. Make sure you check it out after this as well, but um, uh, thanks for joining us, and how's, uh, how's the self-isolation? going looks like there's lots of sun in the background there for you Danielle but uh, but you're still I guess inside like the rest of us I am um, I am very fortunate that I live in California so yeah um, I do feel like I have it a little bit better so I'm very like grateful for that because I'm from the East Coast I'm from New Hampshire and ah. if I was there right now having like it's snowing still sometimes and being stuck inside it would yeah it would be pretty difficult yeah but, yeah Hey, thanks for having me on here. Oh. No problem. No problem. Well, uh, we were talking just before we went on here. I think I'd, I'd like to start before we get into some of that stuff just about, I mean, you've got a journey that's a little bit different because you, you help other people get success, but you've been quite successful in, in building your agency. Why don't we track back a little bit about um, a little bit about how you got there. You started some in, a, in an area that really isn't as connected as you'd think. So why don't you walk us through that a little bit? Sure. Okay. So, I mean, going way back, I think that 
you know, a lot of what I can do today has to, you know, do like, like everyone, you know, like it's where you start. Um, I was a teen mom, a high school dropout, um, delinquent for sure. Like I, I spent a lot of time in group homes. Um, and then I ended up becoming one of the youngest traders on Wall Street at 19. So I, you know, that was the first pivotal moment I could, you know, that I can like recall, I think was like, I remember I was working right before this happened. I was working at Kids Foot Locker and I was pregnant and my manager always made me tuck in my shirt. I was so ugly because, you know, now that's like 20, my oldest, my older daughter is like 21. So it's like 21 years ago, you know, those are like not cute. And so I just kept asking him how I could move up really. And the reason was more just because I didn't want to be told what to do. And he was like, you're not like, you can't like the moat, like this is all your, like this, what right now, like you're lucky to be in this position. And really the most that I could be is like a secretary or a receptionist. receptionist. Yeah. Um, so that led me to, you know, looking for companies that I could maybe work for and just trying to get my foot in the door. And the only big, you know, employer was in the financial services that where I lived. And I just kept calling and I kept calling. I got the number of the secretary and because my resume, like, obviously is not going to get through. I don't have like, yeah. it's like literally like nothing. And then kids will. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Grocery store, kids will. <laughs> <laughs> That's like all I had. But I kept calling because I thought like maybe if I could get at least into like the mail room, something I knew that like if I could just get my foot in the door I'd kind of figure it out um and then I called her one day to just tell her like because I had been calling her a lot like for weeks and weeks it was probably it was so annoying I'm sure and then I just decided one day I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bother her anymore like I'm just gonna move on and try to figure something else out maybe I'll go to like hair school or you know I just was like I'll just figure something else out and um I called her just to thank her to say like thank you you've always you've been so nice you know um, but when I called her, she was like, Danielle, I'm so glad to hear from you because I misplaced your number and I wanted to call you and tell you they're hiring, not in a, like in the department that I'm in or the building, but in another building for a position that doesn't require a degree. And she goes, but you have to pass a series seven. It's a really hard exam, but there might be a chance you could get your foot in the door there. And she connected me with the HR person who connected me there and lo and, you know, I did pass my exam and at the time it was the third hardest exam in the United States and I went and took it with all the other people that I was studying with and a lot of them had degrees from Ivy League schools and several of them didn't pass yeah so then I was like okay you know one's gonna tell me anything like once I was done I was like okay if I could pass that and they didn't now I'm questioning everything now I'm like okay at all these paths that my teachers have been telling me like parents my mom like you know like this is the only way you can do it this is the only you know like the only path that is like if you want to do anything or if you want to have a career make money entrepreneurship was never something that was encouraged in my family I don't think it was not discouraged it just was never it was never on the table it just wasn't a yeah discussion. my yeah. grandpa owned a barbershop in a little town um so that was probably I think he's like yeah, he would be the only entrepreneur in my family, I guess. Maybe, there are probably others, and I'm just not thinking of it. I'm sure after this, my family watches this. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so it wasn't even anything like that I was thinking about. But I had a very successful career in financial planning. 
I ended up getting recruited to different firms. I was making a lot of money. I was like 22. I was making like well into six figures. I don't remember the exact amount at this time yeah. now, but like had a beautiful house, could take my kids on vacation. My daughter had a horse. Like, you know, like everything that I thought, like, okay, like I really screwed up and had these girls when I was a freaking teenager. Yeah. Like, like that's already like, I'm like, okay, I have to fix things. Like, this is yeah. already. Yeah this is going to probably like not be a great experience for them like I did end up realize I realized that in the beginning so I'm like I'm like also sort of a child you know <laughs> yeah well but it must have built some resiliency for you like some people it works the opposite way but obviously for you that that challenge kind of pushed you to to do things earlier than a lot of people who had more opportunities or maybe didn't make some of those those decisions earlier um you know, you, it, it kind of pushed you to be a little more gritty and resilient than, than others might be. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it forced me to, you know, I, I really, I realized, you know, no one's going to give me what I need to, what I want to be able to give to my kids. Like, no, you know, like I realized like no one's going to do that for me. Like there's, you know, I can't just rely on like the other parent or like he was my husband at the time. Like I couldn't, you know, like it's, it was, you know, I realized like it was definitely going to be like a joint effort, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah, yeah. Then I was, you know, I was driven for that reason. I, I can't say in my life, like prior to that, I was ever like very driven. Yeah. I would say that I've definitely am like, I always lean towards like creative and like, you know, just wanting to do and experience things that were outside of like what, you know, other people thought I should be doing. Like I didn't want to go and sit in class. I want to go and experience life. And that's, that's just what I did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and, no, but it's interesting. I think now there's probably a lot of people who are, um, uh, you know, that's the, the one thing about what's happening right now for a lot of people is that it's almost pushing some to, to think about, oh my gosh, I, I don't have the same financial position I had. I don't have the same kind of, um, you know, things that I thought were, you know, making me successful, four months ago like it literally could be just months ago and now they're having to rethink things and and you know some people may take it as as kind of a driver and some people may not and and um, you know hopefully there'll be a lot more that that take the route you have so far i have a lot to say about this topic actually yeah, <laughs> like, okay because right? now is the time like i was on i was doing my last webinar with entrepreneur um yeah Jason Pfeiffer and I, who's editor in, editor in chief, we were, we were talking on the webinar and he was like, well, what have you done? Like, what are you doing right now to like overcome the setback? And or like, what are some, and I'm like, you know, I've overcome so many setbacks that like my confidence level of overcoming the setback, like it's not even a question. I know yeah. it's not even anything I think about, but what I feel like, and I really encourage everyone to do this is take a step back and start really thinking about, you know, I, I don't like the saying like life is short, but it really is. And something that I learned, it's a lesson that like I continue, I have to keep learning lessons also like two, three, four, five times until like they stick sometimes. Like, I don't know why I have to like repeat them so many times, but like I've consistently like can look back and reflect on like working like crazy, bringing in all this money and then having it go away and or like not really it doesn't make a difference like that time like my 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 girls were younger I used to work around the clock and I missed a lot of their childhood which is super sad and like in hindsight like I would have 
that wasn't necessary. And even right now, like in my life, I'm doing a lot of different initiatives. I'm involved in a lot of different things. I like, I tend to grow things very quickly. So I, I need to like be more self-aware of that where everyone thinks growth is a great thing unless you grow things too fast. And then it's yeah. not a good thing. It's not a good thing for your team. It's not a good thing for your pest. It's just not. So I took a few steps back. I my business took a big hit um, on the side of my business, more on the corporate side that I really didn't think it was unexpected because a lot of the companies were VC backed. Most of them were pre-revenue anyways. So yep. it's not really being that. Just gone. <laughs> yeah. And then it's just like, like that. And I'm like, wow. Like I'm thinking how many nights like my team and I have like stayed up and just, you know, made like gone like the triple extra mile, you know, and it just, and then just why, like for what? And yeah. so I'm thinking back on that time and I'm like, I should be outside in the water. I should be like, like, yeah. I should be like, yeah. what? What is it? It gives you a different perspective that you might not have had not long ago. Yep. So I like, I just kind of checked out for a couple of days and I got real, like I, I got focused again on, on, I'm a big believer personally and manifestation energy, um, you know, working with that, how the universe works. It's, you know, definitely a passion of mine. And it's something that I've, sometimes like separate from my business, especially when it comes to like PR for, you know, IPOs or, you know, just you're like, you, you, you just separate that. And when I took a few steps, you know, a couple days, just kind of checked out and did a lot of intention work, did a lot of energy work, did a lot of just, you know, being like really figuring out what's going on. How do I want to move forward? I decided that, I am only going to do things that feel good. And I know that doesn't sound like this earth shattering statement, but like really I am only going to work with people that I feel incredibly inspired to work with. And I'm going to say no to the other ones that I don't, no matter what the price is. And I'm going to be fearless in that and trust because my life has always worked out. Everything always works out better than I could ever even visualize it. So like, I'm just going to trust that. And within days, I have attracted the like most amazing clients that I've already been a big fan of their brands for a long time. Yeah. And I can't wait. Like I am so excited. My team's so excited. And I like just want to focus on giving value to people. And that's like in, in being a better leader and being, you know, and just getting out of that fear space. So like now is the time to do something different and we're all in the same boat. It's happening. This all stuff, this stuff is all happening to everyone at some level. Like I know yeah. it, everybody is in both the same boat, but like for the most part, I have never been alive at a time where the entire world is basically going through like at some degree, the same thing. Yeah. So why not create something that is amazing and do something that's scary? Like you literally have the best excuse ever. Like, Oh, it didn't work out. Well, that's right. (laughs) That's right. There will be lots of things that don't work out coming out of this and you might as well try to be intentional about it. Um, And and actually talking about that, one of the things that you do see right now is um, I'd love kind of your opinion about it is that, um, you know, if, if you're thinking of building, building a brand or building kind of, 
building back a company, um, there's lots of people that are looking and, and thinking, okay, do you go kind of all in right now and lots of content, lots of, um, you know, opportunities to, to kind of connect with people. Um, there's others that I think have the other idea that, you know, right now it's just kind of build things internally correct and then do your kind of external PR stuff. What, what would be your thinking around that? Well, that comes down to like, I know what you're asking. What I like, I would even back up a little bit and say like, this is another topic that I'm like pretty passionate about recently, yeah. especially is building your personal brand. Yeah. All of these other things, like with the timing of like, okay, when do I launch this? When do I really start creating this content? When do I go out? Like every situation is different. Are you talking about an app? Are you talking, you know, like, is it yeah. like, you know, is it really something you can't talk about? And then like, how much time do you have? Like what pieces do you have in place? Is your lead gen tested out? Like there's so many different things, but like if you work on your personal brand, that personal brand can always serve as a foundation for no matter what you're going to do. I mean, that's, I feel like my, my agency evolved into an agency because of my personal brand, because when I decided to do something different and I wanted to do something that was more in alignment with who I was, I just didn't know what that was. Like I literally had no idea. I could not figure out what that business model would be. Like I was all over the place. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to start sharing my expertise, what I feel I'm an expert in. And that's another thing. Like it can be, it can be kind of fearful to be like, to feel like, okay, well, am I really the expert? Like, who do I, you know, who am I? Like, you know, cause you, cause immediately in your head, you're going to, you're going to think of examples that are, you know, like the people who are like the best of the best in your field or, you know, whoever you're admiring. Sure. Obviously you're not there yet. Like, obviously, but like, that's not like where you are today is like perfect because there's other people who need you to speak that language to help them get to where you are, you know, from where they, that makes sense. Like it's not that me saying like manifestation is not going to resonate with somebody that, you know, cannot like that has their utility shut off. Like that's probably not going to, there's going to be like a a lot of separation there. Sure. Sure. Um, So, you know, the language might change. So just get out there and start sharing what you're passionate about. When you're passionate about something, you just can't stop talking about it enough. Yeah. Well, and and you do see right now, yeah, (laughs) right now is that time where you actually can see, um, you know, there are people that, um, you know, wouldn't normally be um, teaching music on YouTube and they've decided during this time, okay, I'm going to do that. And they're, you know, they're a professional in their own right in that area. And they're starting to have people kind of connect in that they would have thought, okay, I'm, I'm not going to compete against the big companies that are releasing this type of it. But that's not necessarily what people are always looking for. They want somebody that they can see themselves in or project themselves through. And um, yeah, the, again, it's that the opportunity is there that probably we don't even have in the same way, um, you know, under normal circumstances. Right. Yeah. So very yeah, cool. I would say get your personal brand out there because that is like something if it wasn't from, I mean, even for me today, like, you know, just taking a step back and just using this time as more of a blessing and just trying to, you know, figure out things that feel good to me in this next like half of my life. Like I want to be able to do things that feel meaningful that if I'm going to give my energy to it, that it actually, you know, there's like, that's a true investment and I'm not just like going through the motions. Yeah. Yeah. 
Now, one of the, the things, because there are, there are a lot of leaders that listen to this podcast as well. Um, and one of, the, one of the things is that right now they're, they're kind of doing some crisis management, figuring out how to, how to keep their, their people engaged, how to, um, how to keep the customers they currently have. Um, do you have any kind of thoughts around, you know, what, what should those people be doing right now? Like what, what, um, what kind of tactics do you think are, are important during this crisis management kind of time? I think overlooking a crisis management communication strategy and plan is something that is really easy to overlook because especially if it's a smaller organization yeah. or a small team, um, you might have a thought like, okay, let's just send this out. Let's, you know, make sure, but if, without a plan and without, you know, consistent messaging, without like having that in place and really putting the time and intention into that, it's so easy for days and weeks to go by. And then, you know, you're just shooting off an email or being you're in responsive mode. Yeah. Take the time to really think about what's going on. I mean, if you're trying like be consistent and clear, that's definitely I I did a survey recently, um, just a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. asking if um if employees felt that their companies communicated to them enough. And like 70% of them said they didn't. They didn't feel that way. Yeah. So you know getting like just a generic statement from you or like, you know, the, the CEO or whoever the executive is that's giving that out. Like if your statement doesn't make sense, just explain it. Like you can't just, you cannot just be like vague and like, Oh, well due to this, we have to lay people off or, you know, like be yeah. very specific about that. Like, especially if your business is, it doesn't appear that it's taking a hit. Because that's also like happening right now. Right. And then think about everyone's a person. So if you're trying to keep like your existing team engaged, just keeping their stress level down, I think is really important. And just constantly revisiting your goal. I mean, with my team, I'm, you know, I'm constantly telling them like, don't worry about yourself. Worry about the people around you. Worry about your loved ones. I'll worry about you. And then every day we just revisit goals. Okay, what is our goal for today? What is our goal for, you know, the end of the day? And like, yeah. well, let's stick with the goals. Like, chill. Like, don't, don't, don't micromanage during this time. And just, just yeah. relax. Like, there's nothing that is going to be, or like nothing that anyone's going to do is going to be earth shattering. <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah. mode or putting pressure on your staff. That's just not fair to them and just reassure them and keep the lines of communication open and just let them know like, yeah, things are changing day by day, but here's my plan. Here's my plan for what I'm doing for us. Here's how I see this playing out and just keep sharing that and letting them know like, yeah, of course it's going to change. We don't know. Sure. Well, it's, it's interesting. I was talking to somebody the other day and we were talking about how um, in leadership in particular that people, people are either going to come out at, perceived as better leaders or strong leaders, um, or they're going to be the opposite where they're going to be perceived as, uh, you know, in a more negative way. There's no real kind of in between. It's, it's going to be one or the other. And, and it's, it's interesting how many people are um, kind of bringing up the fact that it's, it's your, your expectations can, like they have to change, but it, 
but you are the person who's setting the expectation still so that it keeps things moving along, but also that you just have to be a little more open to understanding that, you know, everybody else is, um, you know, dealing with what's happening at home and dealing what's happening with what's happening and, and even just having to get on a Zoom call and watching people walk behind and all that kind of stuff that's just, you know, that's, that's just stuff we have to all deal with. And, you know, it's okay. Just, you know, people are doing their best or most people will always do their best. So um, it is interesting to see that, that leadership could come out in, in a much more positive way out of this. Yeah. And, and especially with communication, try to get it proved by, you know, a, a communications professional. And if you can't, at least ask like a friend or a loved one that will give you like, trans, you know, be transparent in their feedback. Um, because that's really like, don't pass it off to your colleague. To tell you how does this sound like get someone that is outside that has like their only vested interest is that you know you're being the best that you can be yep and so you know the, the one thing is um as a high performer yourself i mean you're talking about at home it's it's trying to take yourself back a little bit and and uh you know make sure that you're um you're not as kind of heavy all in right now but just maybe, or at least shifting kind of what that means to you. Um, how do you keep yourself, you know, focused and, and on task or, or are there specific tactics you use and things from a success standpoint? I would say what works really well for me is just, I like throughout the day, I will take like a few minutes. It's not like a long period of time, but I'll just kind of revisit some of the intentions. Like I keep a notebook actually right here. Yeah. Um, ah, I write just intentions, not tasks, but every day I, I write all of like the intentions down. What I, you know, like how I want to feel differently, what I want to, you know, like just to help myself also keep, in line with the bigger picture, but what it does for me when I, you know, like I just shut the computer off, light a candle. I have, and I'm in, I play music, I play like classical music or I'll play something that's like brings me down because I am very much a high performer. So I want everything done. Like, like I I will not stop. I will be like, Oh, I want to write a book and I write a book. You know, like my whole world gets consumed by that and it's not healthy. It's not a healthy balance, but taking a few minutes and just like revisiting, it just helps me reset my mind and I work a lot smarter, like think so much more done than when, you know, you're trying to like dictate your entire day and it doesn't leave any room for just deciding to do something different. I mean, sometimes I just decide to take a nap. Like literally, I just want to take a nap. Sometimes I just want to stop and I go and I watch a movie. Because that, that's like, it's, it works. And I need to remind myself that like, get, to give my brain, especially those breaks. Well, and it's interesting now that I think people are seeing that you can be productive and probably more productive if you take care of yourself in different ways instead of it just being, I, I mean, you think of how many people spend a, a couple of hours a day on a commute that aren't doing that now. And they're, they're using that time for other things or they're starting to kind of take care of themselves in different ways. And, and that may be something we change that, you know, there's, there's going to be this um, understanding that, you know, you can work from home and be very productive and, and sometimes more productive and still be able to factor in some of these things you're talking about. 
Yeah, I definitely agree. And if you're working, I mean, I've always, I've always, I've worked from home for a long time, even, yeah. even when, like, I never go into the office. It's not even that far from me. Like, <laughs> I never go into the office, but I do do a lot of Zoom calls and I do like, it feels like I'm with my team. Yeah. Um, just for me personally, I'm just, I'm some, like, I need to have like flexibility and space and just, it works better for me. Great. Uh, so if, so you work with a lot of individuals in, in building their brand up the way you were talking about. So, um, you know, what, what kind of, uh, what does that entail? You know, if somebody's sitting there, there's, there's some people who haven't done that. And I would say, especially CEOs. So there's a lot of CEOs that have just been busy doing other things and they, they haven't really thought of building their own personal brand up. Um, couple of things you know, how how do you tackle that with somebody who's maybe a CEO or a, um, or wants to be an influential influential person in their space um, yeah that's okay especially CEOs are yeah <laughs> so they um, I love working with CEOs of course um, it's but there is like you really have to shift out of the like who you think you're supposed to be and so Quite honestly, like that's a lot of the work in the beginning is just really breaking free from that. And depending on the organization, that may or may not like align with um, board members. And because some people don't get it yet, it's starting to get more. You know, it's the, it's the smart ones, it's the smart CEOs of, that are going to be investing in that, and they're doing that. And I'm telling, like, it's a game changer because yeah. the press start finding you easier. You're, you know, even below a CEO, we, we work with like a lot of engineers and IT people that we build up their brand because it helps them move up in the company. Yeah. They don't, they don't know that we're behind the brand, but like, <laughs> you know, but they're, they're smart. They're yeah. like, yeah, if I can, it's like building your own personal collateral. Like, of course, it's like, of course, you know, you think about like going to work for different organizations that have a really good reputation because it increases your value, right? Yeah. That's exactly what a personal brand does. You don't think getting into CNN or being featured on Fox Business or sharing your expertise with Forbes or Business Insider, like it is not going to be like super impressive when you yeah. are either moving up in a company or wanting to look for another job, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, breaking free. So forget about the business you're in. That does not matter. Think about yourself, who the kind of like who are the people that you want to attract? Who do you want to be around? I recently like was revisiting some of the branding for myself, and I got very specific with the you know my ideal client. But I kind of think of it when you're thinking about personal branding, especially for like CEOs, like think about it as like your ideal colleague or your ideal you know like who is your ideal peer? Yeah, and like really define that person colorfully and their personality. And it was interesting because for me, what I found was that, you know, my, we'll just call it an avatar. It doesn't matter. Like sure. whether yep. or a colleague, um, you know, they all, it was not their first venture. They had previous entrepreneurial ventures there. They had initiatives that were somehow linked to humanity or improving humanity. Um, they were very innovative. They were already successful. All of these different characteristics of like, you know, these are the people I, this is who I want to work with. 
And it was interesting because I was like, they like those that like represents my friend group. Like yeah. people who care about the planet, people yeah. who care about people, like all of these characteristics. And those are the types of clients that I'm attracting right now because I'm putting that time and attention into it. Um, whereas before, when I was kind of defining what that was, I was really segmenting my market into what growth stage are they at? What series, you know, what, right. what categories are they in? Are they, are they public? Are they going to go public? Are they going to get acquired? Are they going to like, literally these are different categories because it just depends on like the approach. Yeah. So, or they were like, you know, are they a celebrity? Are they an A-list? Are they an athlete? Are they, you know, like, where do they fall? Are they a social media influencer? Well, another category. Yeah. Um, but I, I really didn't think, I didn't put as much time and attention into like who they are as a person. Yeah. And wow. I think that's what you really spend that time because then that kind of, that will start, that can start to bleed over to messaging because then you can say, like, there's a reason why you want to be around people like that. It's obviously like, you know, your own interests. And so then that becomes your messaging and that becomes like some of your thought leadership. And you probably come across in a much different way when, because we all know that if we connect with somebody it's a, it's a much different conversation. It's a much, you know, you can, you can talk about something in a much more energized, engaging way as well. And so you probably also um, even elevate your own game by having other people that share those common interests as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And you'd mentioned about, you know, one of the things that is important to you is, is kind of that creativity and innovation and, and being, you know, in that type of a role. Um, you have people that work for you that right now it's probably a little more like for the last few weeks, I would wonder, like, is it, is it more difficult to keep people in that headspace when they're going through something like this? And is there something that, that you, you either do to kind of help continue to keep things creative? Cause the one, the first thing that goes sometimes in an organization when people have fear or people have, um, you know, uh, that kind of environment where people are trying to protect things, creativity and innovation is the first thing to kind of go. So, um, so how do you keep that in your field? And, and if somebody else is, is kind of in that, how do they, how would, how would you say they might open themselves up to being a little more creative and innovative right now? I would say definitely give them time to and encourage them. And if you can afford it, even during this time, like pay for it for them is um, whatever they're like passionate about or whatever kind of hobbies that they like doing, you know, like um, one of my staff, she's a, she loves producing music. That's her hobby. So, you know, I just make sure that she's taking her lessons or that she has the time and that she's, I don't care what time of day it is you know, that she's doing that. Cause I know that's something that she really enjoys doing. Yeah. And it's also us up to us to like be enthusiastic and step up and like you bring the energy. Of course it's going to everyone like that's your job right now. Your job is to like bring people's energy up, forget about the workload. Everyone already knows their job. It's going to get done or it's like, you know, like that's just so crazy to like be trying to like, you know, like, oh, let's, all right, let's achieve this. Let's achieve that. But just calm down and focus on like raising people up and they're going to have a more enjoyable experience and the work is going to get done. Yeah. Yeah. And, and coming out the other end of this, that probably connects them so much more with, with your business because, because you did treat them that way through the, the tough times. So, 
Yeah. And I, and this is my own, you know, personal philosophy is just like, I, for me, like, I don't, I make sure my staff know that there's no line between professional and personal, like whatever you're going through is totally fine. And I encourage them to talk about that. And like, I don't want them to feel like they can't cry or they can't like express themselves. And if they're going through, no matter how small it sounds, like to just, they don't have to tell everybody, but if, you know, just saying I'm having like a hard time right now. So let us pick up the workload for you. Yeah. Like I just, I really don't like that, like stark contrast of like, you, you need to be this person at work. Like, no, you don't. Yeah. Well, and, and that's, that's finally starting to blur a little bit now, you know, I mean, I think the more traditional workplace was, you know, you were, you were this person at work and you're this person at home. And now kind of, I, th- I think that's starting to break down a little bit, which, which is probably a good thing. Yeah. Let people, they're adult, we're all adults. We are yeah. all adults. Let us figure it out. Like, yeah. We don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what? Like, it's just crazy to me when I see these companies that are just, there's so much structure and you know, like this person, they only have this little amount of time off and it's like, how are you going to get anything done? Like companies are like, you know, two weeks off a year. What, what is that going to do for anyone? Yeah. Like that's, I mean, and I'm sorry for the listeners that are out there that are like, Oh, well, that's a lot of time. You know, like it's not, you yeah. want to take two weeks off a year and you work, eight hours a day for something you dedicate eight hours of your life Monday through Friday and you get two weeks you why can't we give, we need to give more time I don't even you can take as much time off at my agency as you want like that's not even it's not even a question what's well, that difference like, between outcomes based versus uh, your time and it's so if things are getting done and your outcomes are what you want then that's like it's the same as work from home so many people were um, so many organizations had this this thing where they wouldn't allow work for home because they they think that you have to be available from you know point a to point b be able to come into a meeting all of those things and this has forced it to kind of think of things differently and you can see that you know companies all over now are, are doing this and i mean lots of people like you and i have done this for a long time but um, a lot of companies were very hesitant about doing this, thinking that they had to control people's time so much. And, and they're actually finding out that, you know, when that work happens isn't as important as just, you know, being very clear around what the expectations are and what the goals are. And if you're clear about that, people get things done. Absolutely. We have the best, one of the best success rates in the industry for PR. We have a 90 yeah success rate of getting our clients and talk to your publications. Like we have yet to fail. So I, I mean, it works. It's just like, think about, I mean, I just like, I encourage these leaders to just like, think about your own self. Like, yeah. are you capable of successfully managing your life? If the answer is no, please remove yourself from the leadership position and get some training. But if the answer is yes, I would hope that you would, like your staff could do the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's treating people as people. Um, okay, so what we ask every every guest is that we usually have kind of two or three kind of tips that somebody can take away right away. And, and so um, the one thing I, I think is, is really important is you've talked a lot about 
you know, thinking about your personal brand. And, and there are lots of people right now are, um, uh, are using kind of this, this type of podcast or, or lots of other things to try to rethink some of that. So for somebody that is, is taking that first cut at, okay, what, what should I do as, as first steps? If you could say two or three things that someone should just do and can do right away, um, what would they be? Look at your social profiles, clean those up, and start looking at yourself like a brand. That, I mean, just start That's right. Yeah. And the quarantine is lifted. Please go get professional lifestyle photos done. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of boards on Pinterest that can give you like company ideas and backgrounds. But um, yeah, like make yourself, you know, your profiles look like you are maybe a celebrity or something, you know, like yeah. put that effort. Like you're the best investment you can make in yourself. And well, and I like your idea of look at some people that you, you know, that are, that you want in your peer group. And some of those people have already done some of that work before. So it gives you ideas and gives you some kind of um, idea of how to, how to build some of that for yourself as well. And start sharing your story. That's another thing. That's a difficult task for many people. So yeah. take the time right now and just start sharing it. You can start sharing it in little chunks. You know, think about that when you go to post, because a lot of times I think we have like a, you know, when we go to post on social, what are we going to post? You know, yeah. just ask yourself, like, what story do I want to tell? Yeah. Be, again, more intentional about it. Mm -hmm. Great. Um, okay. So Danielle, how do people connect with you? What are some of the things, some of the ways to be able to, uh, if they do need your help, how would they go about doing that? Um, I think the best way to reach me in that regard is through entrepreneurs ask an expert yeah. program. So you can Great. book one-on-one -on -one calls with me there. Um, otherwise, if you're interested in working with my agency, it's Tribe Builder Media. Um, yeah. And those are probably the two ways that. Yeah. You can all right. Okay. Well, thank you very much. You've, you've been great. And uh, uh, your story is awesome, which is, is kind of cool because I, I think a lot of people will take a lot of inspiration from that. Um, but also you gave some very specific concrete things that pe people can be doing right now. And um, so thank you for that. And, uh, and for everybody listening, make sure that you do go on and uh, subscribe to this podcast. We'll have other uh, uh, great guests like Danielle, but, um, but also if, uh, if, if you see kind of her information on there and everything, to follow her she's got some uh, she's got some great material on entrepreneur magazine and and uh, uh, I know she's got some great Forbes articles too that uh, I looked at recently so uh, so make sure you do that so again thank you Danielle um, thank you everyone. <laughs> and we'll see everybody uh, again next time on uh, big idea big moves mm -hmm.